night. The best show is back on another Tuesday night. We've got an exciting show planned for you tonight. We'll be talking about sad things, fun things, fun things that are sad things, sad things that are fun things, all sorts of things. Little, We'll have a, a ton of laughs, shed a couple tears, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. What do I know? This could be it for the best show, right? That's the spirit. There it is. That old fighting spirit. Already ready to walk out. 40 seconds in. No! We got a purpose. The phone number, 201-332-3484. My friends, I want to tell you, before the best show begins, all about... What? Get ready for this. Have you heard of Howell? Have you? Have you heard of Howell.fm? Well, I have, and if you haven't, then I'm going to tell you all about it. Howell! You know what it's like? Well, first I should say, today's show is sponsored by Howell.fm. It's a brand new app and website that changes the way you think about podcasts. It's like Netflix, but for podcasts. With Howell Premium, you get exclusive access to dozens of original miniseries, audio documentaries, and comedy albums. New episodes released every week. All the archives for WTF with Mark Marin and Earwolf shows like Comedy Bang Bang or How Did This Get Made? And there's original programming like Finding the Funny, uh, starring the Sklar Brothers. Uh, they travel the country, go to different cities, and they find the unique attractions. And uh, they're looking for what's funny in that city. Like they go to Seattle and they're seeing if there's any funny left after Cameron Crowe's singles. And they find uh, comedic gems lying beneath the surface. you got to hear it to believe it. Howell also has the original live recordings of Spalding Gray's monologues. For those who don't know him, he was an actor and a writer. Who doesn't know Spalding Gray? Spalding Gray was great. You get to hear these uh, monologues. Uh, and you can only hear them at Howell.fm. You get all this access to exclusive content on your iPhone, Android phone, and on the web for four ninety nine a month. Use promo code TOM, and you get a full month of free trial. So redeem that promo code at Howell.fm. What you do is you go create your account at Howell.fm, enter TOM at checkout, the code TOM at checkout, Howell.fm, H-O-W-L.fm, promo code TOM, for a one-month free trial of Howell Premium. And now, without further ado, the best show will begin. So sit back, relax, get ready, because here it comes, whether you like it or not. You can't tell me what to do.
the best show. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm here tonight with you. How's it sound, Mike? You like that music? Mike didn't like it. He was... This is what Mike said to me. He said, This bleep sucks. Get it off. He asked me if we could play uh, some Rossington Collins band. Because he's on a... Mike's on a major... uh, a major uh, Skinnerd side project uh, kick lately. He wanted to know if I'd either play that or the Outlaws. I was like, Mike, I'm not playing the Outlaws tonight. David Bowie died. We're going to play that. Mike said, eh. Then he said, whatevs. Which, I did not know that was in his... In his uh, vocabulary. I didn't know that was in your vocab, vocab, Mike. You're trying to update it. Whatevs. Then Mike told me to talk to the hand. And then he pulled out a giant foam finger. He literally wanted me to talk to his foam finger. Like, I'm not playing that. I'm not talking to your foam finger. I'm not playing the outlaws. He had that one Outlaws album that had like the guy with the mask on holding the deck of cards, the cards, that cutout album he always saw. The Outlaws. Little boy. I don't know, man. I don't know who. That was clear. Look, that music was for somebody. It wasn't for me. That's a polite way of putting it, right? It was for someone. Not for me. The Outlaws. What are some of those other bands? Marshall Tucker Band. Which is the band that had, Can't you see? Can't you see? That woman got a hold on me. That's Marshall Tucker? Okay. I don't know, man. You're into it now. I'm not. That's your scene. Say if Mike, Mike gets a cowboy hat. And then like cowboy boots. And starts talking about like ranching. Right? You ever ride a horse, Mike? Once? I've never ridden a horse. Might be time. I'm watching a lot of these westerns. It's making me want to ride a horse at some point. Nah, I could do it. You don't think I could tell a, I'd tell the horse what, what for? What fur? I just, cause where's what the first thing you do? You go, you stare the horse in the face. Look, I've never ridden a horse. I maybe touched a horse twice. But I know this. Go up to the horse, grab him by the chin, right? You lock eyes, and then you just say to the horse, yeah, look, your DNA, you have more more chromosomes, I think, than me. That's all you got more of than me. And then you ball up your fist. You say, you throw me off, man. Knuckle sandwich. Knuckle sandwich city. Well, this is not how I thought the show would start. But <laughs> we we play the hands. 
that we we deal ourselves. I wasn't even dealt this hand. I I walked myself right here. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to get a horse, right? What should I call him? Ginger Snap? I watched that movie Pale Rider on the weekend. Clint Eastwood. They can charitably call it uh, one of his more minor works. No, it's not bad. It was good. I, I liked part. I like. I, I liked. I liked the whole thing. I haven't seen that. I got. I'm gonna watch all those ones, Mike. High Plains Drifter, Outlaw Josie Wales. I gotta watch them before I get my horse. Right? Yeah. What if I named my horse Gran Torino? In the ultimate act of Clint Eastwood irony. I named the horse after the car from the movie. Before we get started, my friends, let me tell you all about, uh, well, first of all, let me tell you the phone number is 201-332-3484. Before we get into it, uh, let me tell you all about, uh, my friends over at Squarespace. My, well, you know, Square, building a website, that's tricky stuff, man. You build a website. You got to know what you're doing with that. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to computer stuff. I'm like a babe in the woods when it comes to that. No idea. Don't know up from down. But I'll tell you this. You go to Squarespace, man. Squarespace. That's like they provide simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of your skill level. No coding required. They provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your website with. And they've also got state-of-the-art technology to power the site to ensure security and stability. Millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust them. You should, too. You cannot beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. They give you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website. So what you do, you you, you stop sweating it out trying to learn code with the, the, the... book on your lap and you're trying to figure it out and the computer's staring at you laughing saying why this is harder than you thought you go to squarespace.com start a trial with no credit card required and start building that website today when you first decide to sign up at squarespace make sure to use the offer code best show to get 10 percent off your first purchase and to show your support for the best show and we thank squarespace for their support of the best show squarespace Build it beautiful. Squarespace.com offer code best show. Yeah. So Yeah, it's uh that's some way to start uh 2016, man. Last year um it started obviously I wouldn't compare the the what I went through the beginning of last year to this year. This I did not know uh David Bowie, but but you know, he's somebody who I did know. That's uh, some of the fir- first records I bought were uh, "Changes One," Bowie and "Scary Monsters," two of the earliest albums I bought. Um, yeah, it's funny because I was reading this magazine, 
this uh this uh uncut magazine put out this tribute to David Bowie years ago and I finally was laying around the house and I'm like I got to read this thing so I'm chipping away at it chipping away then and you know the the over last month or two then the the new album came out last week had his birthday last week and then I uh listened to uh listening to Bowie as the, as I'm reading this magazine working through the catalog over the last bunch of uh weeks or months or whatever and then uh Sunday night, I'm like, man, I got to finish this magazine. This thing's been hanging over my head. For, you know, I'm just dragging it all around. It's like, it's at that point where it's like, how long does it take me to read a magazine? Really? Is this where my, is this is the, to the level to my, uh, my intellect has decayed to? Reading a magazine for two months? But yeah, so I read it. So Sunday night, I read it. Then go to bed around 2. Get up at 4 because I'm working some uh, dumb hours lately. And uh, then I get up and I'm like, David Bowie's dead. Oh my God. Because I had just been thinking about it. Uh, And it's like, thinking about him so much. It's like, wow. Wow. And yeah, I know it's uh, it's uh, it's like then then just like the magnitude of what this guy uh, created, which I've always thought he was still underrated because uh, one of the things he never did was really trade in nostalgia um, beyond a point and. He was always pushing forward. So I think that kind of worked against him and his legacy the way some people just say, I don't make new things anymore, but uh, and I'm going to focus on the past, the golden uh, age. But that he was somebody who just kept really pushing and pushing. And uh, it's really amazing. And... You know what's amazing about it too is like if you think about it, David Bowie is is he's like our Elvis. Does that make sense, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I mean, think like like he was a single figure who was just he he just but he he like but he like lost the plot at a point the way Elvis did, and Elvis got it back for a little bit, but then went back uh, off the rails. But like David Bowie lost it too. There was the eighties were not uh, as not a decade that was particularly kind to him outside of the success of stuff. He was bigger than ever, but he was kind of off target uh, musically, and he said as much about those a couple of those albums tonight and what's never let me down. He's talked about how they're not. They were not uh, good, or he was not as involved in them as previous albums. But then he kind of got back on target and then saw this second act through, which is really, it's like fighting the, 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 the tide. It's like really going up against the stream to do that. But he did it. 
really, it's just you think about the magnitude of the work, and it's really just, I, I, cannot, I cannot believe how, uh, like, how big that is. And that, that first 10-year period, it's like, I know I tweeted it out, but he's like, he was like the a one-man Beatles. He was not one man, though. He always knew to work with the right people and kind of evolve with other people and take inspiration from from uh, like-minded people and grow. But that the buck stopped with him, and that 10-year period, man, you put that against anybody, from Hunky Dory to Scary Monsters, that's, that is perfect, that run. Absolutely perfect. I don't know who else had a run like that. I know Dylan has had a run like that. Not 10 years, though, right? No. That's 10 perfect years. And it's like one one crazy thing I always go back to is he was doing Diamond Dogs, and then he just had had kind of capped out on the on the on the glam stuff and shifted to to uh, young Americans like partway through the tour for Diamond Dogs imagine you went to see him um cuz you like you like Diamond Dogs so much and then like this other band comes out and he's playing different music with the di- it's like it really is just that takes some uh that takes some courage man to just to put your put your artistic vision first with these to do that in front of uh, these rock goons you're going to play this soul music that's nuts man that's 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 seeing it through that's i mean you're chasing something larger when you do that And then just the uh, the outpouring was just ridiculous. Like seeing that everybody, how much he meant to everybody. It's really, um, yeah, it's crazy. And it's like you think about it. He's like he's like everybody's, like he's like the weirdo for everybody. Like he's everybody's, every he kind of like let everybody know. That they could be whatever they wanted to be, or you didn't have to be uh, ashamed of who you wanted to be. You could be who you wanted to be, and you could change. Man, that it really impacted so many people. It's it's. I was just stunned by that because everybody I think has a personal. Everybody who really was into it would feel like it's kind of like oh no, that's my thing it's like no it was everybody's thing i mean i guess except for you know guys like mike they're more into marshall tucker band that's his that's mike's thing marshall tucker band and outlaws rossington collins band 38 special you know but that's mike's thing when when you know, yeah, and the plane went down. All right, Mike. 
yeah, it's really impressive. It's just, it's just the, the level of what, what, uh, of what this guy made. I, I still think he's underrated and will forever be underrated. And he kind of like, you know, also, you know what else he did was when everybody, when social media was exploding, that's when he vanished and he kind of showed that if you don't want to talk, you don't have to talk like you don't have to, you don't have to be on social media if you don't want to. Like in it for a forward thinking person like that to just be like, yeah, I'm. I'm out. As this thing grows, I'm vanishing. I think that is also why his, you know, it's not tending to the legacy. And then just dropping those uh, two albums, you know, over the last couple of years and over the last week. I still didn't listen to the the new album. I'll tell you, it always meant something to me, the music. And the last time it really meant something to me, like back in 2010, I was uh, really kind of trying to sort some a lot of things out and stopped doing the best show for a, a stretch in there. I just needed a break. I was fried. Like I blew a fuse. And for just months, as I was figuring out what I'm going to do, all I listened to was David Bowie then, because it just it just made so much sense to me at that point in my life, just trying to figure out how I'm just going to go forward or if I'm going to go forward and all, whatever, I'm just figuring out being alive and I listen to that music to to those albums nonstop because it was like if you ever feel like a uh if you ever feel like an alien amongst humans that music is just the his music is the soundtrack for that it just and it really helped me kind of piece it back together and kind of pull my, pull my life back together. And I cannot state how valuable that music was to me when I really, uh, when I really hit a, hit a, a, a legitimate wall five years ago. I don't know if I was ever going to do the best show again at that point. The show was on FMU. I didn't know what I was going to do. But yeah, I uh that music helped me out big time. Helped me kind of piece it all back together. So uh as an adult, I uh I can I can uh, testify to how important what he made was. 
so yeah, so I I I will always love love them. Um, always just value the music, and it's, it's like top top five guy of of my entire life. And uh, yeah, that's some that's some uh, that's some more that's that's some body of work, man. You leave behind. And you know now he's uh, he's he's not here. It's kind of like he leaves all of it. It's like it's there for everybody to pick up what they want from it. Everybody can take what they want from it and use it how they uh, how they need to use it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, he's somebody who will truly be missed by uh, so many people I know, by me, um, not by Mike. Um, it's, uh, I guess I don't know if Marshall Tucker is alive or dead. I don't know, but Mike would hold him in that regard. See, Mike said Marshall Tucker shows up drunk at, uh, allegedly, I don't know, I don't want to slander. I'll go in doing this David Bowie tribute, come out with the Marshall Tucker in court. I'll be sitting across from Marshall Tucker because of Mike's uh, slanderous tongue. Now it's, yeah, it really is an example of how to make art. And how to push yourself and what you should make stuff for. And why you should make stuff. And that you just, you gotta hold yourself to a standard. Yeah, I said last week, it's us, man, we're the mutants. The mutants are left behind. Right? All of us, all of us mutants. I declared 2016 the year of the, the mutant. Where all of us mutants are going to hang tight and, and get where we're supposed to go. That's what we're going to do. Now we just know, we just know uh, the soundtrack for it. Yeah. David Bowie. Rest in peace. You know what else? There's people, we also got to think about who's here still. You know, when somebody, when we lose somebody who made stuff that was important, there's people here still. Who are those people who, who are the heroes who were still here? Who might be un, underappreciated? Who are those people? Let's, we can talk about that tonight. You know, whether it's Marshall Tucker, you know, if you're, Showing up in your plan to win t-shirt. You know, it's, it's what we do. Let's, uh, let's, 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 uh, honor the people we still want to honor. The people who, 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 who mean something. Who are still here. I feel it's very important to let them know. 
that they're that that you you love them and that what they made mattered. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't I smell, smell them. <laughs> That's the number. I'm sure Mike will on be in Morristown on February 19th <laughs> to tell the Marshall Tucker band how much they meant to him. But I think it's a new thing with him. I think this is new. He never mentioned them. He's been here for, I've been working with this guy every week for 10 years. He's never mentioned Marshall Tucker once. And tonight he came in with his cowboy hat on. And his, his boots. And then I think he's got like a slight drawl now. <laughs> and he was like, I was like, hey, Mike. He's like, how, how are you doing tonight, Tom? I'm like, oh, I'm all right, I guess. So real sad about this David Bowie thing. And Mike's like, I don't cotton to that fella. He's like, I'm more interested in this. And he showed me these Marshall Tucker tickets that he's got. <laughs> he's like, I'm going up front. Like, yeah, don't worry, Mike. I don't think it's going to be a crush to the stage, that Marshall Tucker show. And then he said, can't you see? Can't you see what that woman has been doing to me? Is that the song you were singing? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. So, yeah. <laughs> Somebody put a picture of the Marshall Tucker band on the Friends of Tom chat and said, Spruce is who said it. He said they all look like they're the roadies for a band. Everyone in the Marshall Tucker band looks like a roadie for another band. Tell you, man. You got to see Mike. Bowie thing meant nothing to him. He's got his Southern rock. And then his phone rang. And the ringer was. What song is that, Mike? You've said as your ringer. What's that? Yeah. So the, uh, the Allman Brothers is your ringer. Jessica, okay. Tell you this, Southern Mike.
So if you want, let's talk about it. We'll talk about heroes, the people who are still here that you love. We can talk about what David Bowie meant to you. The number 201-332-3484. And just know this too. Sharpling and Worcester live in Raleigh, North Carolina. We're coming for you, the triangle. We're coming for you. Going to the triangle. Let me tell you when about the show. The show is February 27th, Saturday, February 27th. Not Raleigh, Durham. Why did I get that wrong? Look out, Durham and Raleigh and Chapel Hill. Sharpling and Worcester live Saturday, February 27th at Motor Co., in Durham. Tickets are on sale. Tickets are selling. You can get them at stereolaughslaffs.com slash tour. Get your tickets there. It's the only show on the books, man. We got other stuff coming up. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the show on the books. Come on out and support it. It's always a good show. Our credit rating is high. When it comes to shows, people love them. I went to the, to, I got this Chinese food, right? This takeout Chinese food. And, uh, they threw in a bunch of fortune cookies and I like cracked the fortunes open to like see what the deal was with some of these and get one fortune. It says, if your cookie says, if your cookie's still in one piece, buy lotto. It's like, what's with this? We're writing it in this like racist. It's like, this is not from, this is not from uh, 2000 years ago. If you're going to mention lotto on the, on the fortune cookie uh, paper, on the fortune, Come on. If your cookie still in one piece by Lotto, stop with that. And that's not, that's, and just as offensive in its own way. I open this other cookie. Poe says, peace can be found at Mr. Ping's noodle shop. I'm like, what is that? And I look, there's a picture of a panda. This is actual Kung Fu Panda themed fortune cookies and there's a little picture of the panda the panda and it's like really we can't we can't have advertising uh, it can't be one thing that doesn't have an ad in it a fortune cookie thing has kung fu panda three thing and then i open another one it's another one poe says some bring happiness wherever they go some bring food so it's just like it's about this panda that eats food Don't tell the Star Wars people that they can advertise on fortune cookie slips, man. 
They'll be all over that. It's a fortune cookie. Polluted by advertising. Kung Fu Panda 3. Shame. Shame. Shame on you, Kung Fu Panda 3. Look, I know we had Jack Black on the show. He's not the one stuffing these fortune cookies with that. Man, that bummed me out. Fortune cookie advertising. Poe says... Surprised he didn't get Star Wars on there, right? Star Wars, enough. The Star Wars. I love Star Wars as much as the next person. Oh boy. I'm ready to hork on this. Ready to barf. Yeah, I'm going to do. What's wrong, Mike? Yeah, listen for a, come on guys. Listen for a minute before you call up. You know what we're going to do? We're going to reset the narrative. We'll have fun in a minute. But right now, let's listen to one more Bowie song. Something to liven it up. One of my favorites from Scary Monsters. This is Teenage Wildlife. He's got a kid And he's working in a factory He's working from seven to five He's just trying to survive Volunteers for Frankie I want to get it. Do you want to need it? I'm going to have it. Who's going to have your Your lady needs to get it. You're going to give it. I need it in the morning. I need it in the evening. I got to get it when I'm on a picnic. And there it is. You know you want to give it up. You got to give it up. Mike, the floor block. What's up, Mike? Hey Mike, I'm shocked you didn't bring your Yankee wool cap. I don't own a, I don't own a Yankee wool cap. Sorry. Come on, you don't? No, I don't wear caps, so I don't wear hats. But that's oh no, me. I remember. I remember in '76 you had one on. No, you don't remember that, Mike, because I did not. I, I, I don't. I don't wear one. Sorry. So you know, you probably uh, you weren't there in '76. So what are you talking about? Uh, hey Mike, I have a question about Murphy. You've got to admit what this guy's doing in, in the playoffs. 
is everything a guy like Rick Nash can't do. And by the way, Mickey Mantle... What does Rick Nash have to do with, with, with oh. Daniel Murphy? I mean, come on now. Admit, but would you admit that Mickey Mantle is one of the most overweight players during the regular season? Mike. But he wasn't in the playoffs. Mike, Mike. I but, think, what? you know what, Mike, you know what? I think you've called too much. I think you know for a while. Let's take a look. fighting for my life. I put myself in a state right before I'm going to work out. Chalk it up. I'm about to get an intense workout in. I really feel like like I'm about to do battle. I get my head in place and I go. Oh! 
there are nerds here tonight. Nerds! Nerd, the nerdy things that we love, like nerds are power of nerds. Like nerds make the shiny things that distract the mouth breathers. Like I love Harry Potter, I love fantasy and sci-fi and all that, all of it.
Mike, nice. now, Mike, I know you probably didn't recognize a lot of those things because it wasn't uh, high tides and green grass or or uh, rambling man. But uh, that was music by this guy David Bowie, Mike. So you you maybe catch up on that. It's, uh... it's on there. So loud. Who turned it up that loud? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Chew on that, goons. Did that so fast I had no time. Kid went double time. Built that thing triple time, man. But we did it. Oh, 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 the phone number, 201-332-3484. Who's good here, Mike? Four. Mike says go to line four. Is this your idea good or my idea good? Both of our ideas are good. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, this is Chris L. from Maryland. Chris L. from Maryland. This is a quality caller, people. I don't know oh, if thank uh, you. some of you might not know who this guy is. He's... uh he uh, he used to call a bunch, and uh, we haven't heard from him in a while. But now we're hearing from him tonight. Welcome back to the best show, Airwaves, Chris. So you, there's an interesting thing about you. Well, there's many interesting things about you, but uh, and one other thing, I do all that collage stuff live, man. I don't want anybody to think that was pre-recorded. I build the loops and then I b- b- assemble it all live on the air. Ain't some I'm not just hitting play and then walking out uh, for a candy bar break. I'm here sweating, sweating over that thing, shifting between eight different soundboards. Jeepers creepers, man. 
Think that's easy? That ain't easy, man. What else can I do? I'll tell you one thing. When I croak, man, ain't nobody going to care. I croak, they're going to back a dumpster up to the studio, throw the stuff out 90 minutes later. What's next? I ain't going to get no uh, David Bowie uh, eulogy here. I'll get this. Michael badmouth me. Michael rewrite what it was like. Take my notebooks, throw them in the trash, or, or start ripping pages out and writing new pages in, saying, uh, just, uh, just, uh, write a note thing. You know, Mike came up with, uh, you know, whatever. I'll take credit for all of it. But the, the, the headline is 90 minutes in. Straight up, straight up dumpster. 90 minutes in. Sell, Michael, sell the board. If you hear I'm dead, go to St. Mark's place because uh, within within two hours you'll see Mike uh, you'll see Mike uh, showing up with a lot of best show memorabilia. If you ever wanted to own Gary the Squirrel, that's, that's your chance. Ninety minutes after the word gets out that that I croaked, head over to St. Mark's place, look for a blanket with Mike. But you introduced Mike to the show. Is that not true? That is true. That is true. You, Chris L., brought Mike into the, the fold. Future host Mike, yes. Yeah, future host of the best show, Mike. So how are you, sir? Thank you for oh, that, I'm good. by the way. Thank you for that. You changed my life for the better, seriously. Oh, Mike, Mike is a, a true gem and a true friend, and he's somebody I'm lucky to know. If, well, if, the if, show has changed my life for the better. Well, that, thank you for that. Well, that's sweet of you to say. If it's if if this is a time for us uh, with one one great down, uh, gone but not forgotten. Everybody's got to say, uh, got to speak their mind on who's important. You know, Mike is important to me. I love mm-hmm. Mike. I do. I love you, Mike. You're you're. I don't know what this show would be without you. Seriously, Mike is the best. Well, let's not push it. <laughs> I still got people saying from that Christmas party. Oh, so that's what Mike's like, huh? I'm <laughs> 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 just making something up. Nobody said that. Yeah, three people said it. <laughs> they were just like, oh, so that's Mike, huh? Neil Haggerty was like, Neil Haggard was like, look, I was in Royal Trucks, and that dude spooked me out. (laughs) He's like, that dude threw me for a loop. So what's up, Chris L.? I just wanted to quickly mention um, my favorite Bowie thing I've discovered in the last couple days. Um. In 1997, he was on Radio 1. It was his birthday. And uh, they played an audio message that uh, Scott Walker uh, yes. left for him. He said Have that, you ever heard that? He said that, he, uh, he said that David Bowie freed so many artists. Like, more, right? Is that the one? Yeah, he was very complimentary. Yes. And uh, Bowie was uh, speechless at the end of it. And he very emotionally talked about how Scott Walker has always meant so much to him. And I had just been thinking about those two a couple of days earlier 
uh, when the album came out uh, in relation to each other and how uh, Scott Walker was another guy that is always pushing things as far as they can go. Um, Pushing around slabs of meat. He's in the (laughs) studio slapping on meat. You ever see that documentary, Mike? 25th Century Man? But Scott, Scott Walker, that early Walker Brothers stuff, it's amazing that that guy went on to become Scott Walker. But it makes sense, too. Ooh, the sun ain't gonna shine anymore. The sun ain't gonna shine anymore. I could sing in those bands. I should start, I should call myself Walker Brothers US. Right? Start touring. People show up. Hey, that's not the Walker Brothers. Man, no refunds. Right? Be the next. First thing I say is, no refunds. And they're like, what? Is this a new song called No Refunds? Be like, no refunds. Let's say, if I say it three times legally, there are no refunds. No refunds. Then they're like, wait, that is like, I'll be behind like a, like a, a scrim and they're not, they think, oh my God, here comes Scott Walker. They'll say Walker Brothers US featuring Scott Walker. Right. And then, then I come out and it's just me. There's no other Walker Brothers. Then, uh, then Mike comes out and does Night Flight. Does the seventies era. So, uh, what's up, Chief? So, yeah, that meant a lot. That was a great, uh, that was a great, uh, a great moment because it's clear. The Scott Walker influence is clear on David Bowie when you listen to Diamond Dogs when suddenly he's singing, I'll be a candidate. Right? Suddenly singing low like that. If you want it, you can have it. Such a sweet thing, sweet thing. Like, you can, man, you can hear the Coke on that album. Holy moly. Like when you chart the, when you chart when David Bowie started doing cocaine heavily, it's like when, when you find out it was right before Diamond Dogs, you're like, oh yeah, no, of course. This album sounds like it might as well have been called Cocaine the Album. So, uh, yeah, that was a great, uh, that was a, that is a great moment. And it's great. That's another, that's one thing I do love about Bowie is how the influences, He'd be influenced by somebody and then incorporate the influence and then turn it into his own thing. And still able to be humbled like that. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. It's like how I'll be when, uh, who does one of these dumb podcasts that'll touch me? What they say they like the best show? I don't know. I don't care. This show's trash. So life, uh, I gotta get more, I gotta get, I gotta get on target here. 2016, man. It's the year of the mutants. Are you a mutant, Chris Al? Uh, I'm pretty much a mutant at this point, yeah. You can say it. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it comes down to also. At this point, you're like, you're like, you, you summed it up perfect because you're just kind of like, man, eh, I guess at this point I am. <laughs> like you just have to own it. Be like, all right. Sure. Fair enough. I'm a mutant. I don't know if Mike is a mutant, though. He's certainly, uh, he's out, you know, he's eating out there chicken fried steak. 
and he he asked me where where I keep the biscuits. I'm like, my biscuits? What are you talking about? Because he said he wanted to sop up the gravy with a with his biscuits. I don't know if he knows what he's talking about. He's got chicken fried steak out there, and he said it's as he said it's it's as much of a a sight for sore eyes as a Georgia sunrise. That's what he said. And he's got a he's daubing his forehead with a kerchief. Well, glad to hear you're entertained, Chriselle. Would you fall asleep? <laughs> I'm just letting you. Uh, I'm not intruding. No, look. You know what? I appreciate it. you did the right thing. It's a no-win situation. Please, if you if you interjected, I'd be like, "Eh, what are you doing? Stepping on my thing? You lay back. I get I get twisted about that. No win, right? Welcome to the exactly. octagon, mutant. <laughs> Welcome to the octagon. Um, thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you, above all, for bringing AP Mike into my life. Oh, well, I'm amazed all the time at how it worked out, and I'm glad it did. Unbelievable, <laughs> right? Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Look, I can say it now. First week this guy came to screen calls, it was like we were t- testing people out. If you would have told me, yeah, this is the guy, 10 years, first I'd be like, wait, I'm doing this show for 10 more years? No. And then they'd be like, no, yeah, but it won't be on FMU anymore. You're going to go out of pocket and build a whole studio. I'd be like, what? Like, get me another crystal ball, please. This one is clearly broken. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, that's how they get you, man. One week at a time. You know what I mean? One week at a time. You turn around, suddenly, suddenly it's 2016. Well, thank you, Chris. I'll have a great new year. Thank you. Best show you're on the air. Yes, hello. Uh, I'm a first time, long time. My well, name is, uh, Steve. Welcome. Well, thank you. What thank can you. I, uh, what can I do for you, Chief? Well, I thought you might like to hear just a brief story about how the best show and David Boy have sort of intersected simultaneously at one point in my life. What do you got? Well, you talked about it a little earlier. In 2010, uh, I was uh, a young professional working my first office job, which I'd hated, was ending a long-term relationship, was in a bad uh, bad time with a, a group of friends. I was in a band that had uh, just broken up, mm-hmm. or was go- it was, was about to break up, rather, I should say. Okay. And so at this time, I became re-obsessed. I had been into him since I was young. I grew up with a strong like classic rock influence from my parents and, you know, David Bowie stands out in that. But around 2010, uh, I became re-obsessed with his entire catalog. Mm-hmm. Went album by album and, and sort of like re-consumed every second of his career. And it sort of helped put a lot of things in perspective. It helped with the turmoil I was having with my band at the time. And uh, around that time, you started playing him a lot on the show, and you were very vocal about, you know, how he was helping you through 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 what was a pretty trying time for you as well. And uh, because of that, you had mentioned, like you you said, you were going to take a break from the show. And at first, it was kind of heartbreaking as a fan. But both by listening to David Bowie and listening to you go through this period at the same time as me, like simultaneously, this sort of perfect storm, 
you and him simultaneously sort of helped influence me and, and remind me that I didn't have to do anything I didn't want to do. I could put things down if I wanted to. I could leave a band I wasn't enjoying. I could leave friends I wasn't enjoying. I could leave a town. And because of it, I ended up moving with a, a good friend of mine uh, to the West Coast for a while. And it was great. I started a new band there that did even better, and I had a lot of fun. And uh, because of that, the best show and David Bowie in 2010 sort of overlapped and intersected so perfectly that now the two things are almost synonymous in my head. And, and uh, I just thought you might like to hear that, that you are just a, just a, a big a part to me uh, as getting through a, a, ter- a time of turmoil. As uh, as David Bowie was, and I think about that all the time. Oh, that's awesome! I'm glad. You, thank you for saying that. I'm glad. No problem. I, I thank, love when people thank you. when people say the show means something to them. It does mean a lot to me. I, I do. I always appreciate that. So, thanks, buddy. Yeah. No- Still don't mean I'm not going to hang up on you halfway through saying your thing. Oh, best show! You're on the air. Hey, Tom. It's John from Maplewood. John from Maplewood Quality Caller. This is this is like a this is like a, a sterling silver caller. Like just no. well well crafted, like a fine Swiss watch of a caller. Oh my. Like well, you thank don't you. like you don't notice like a like a well made watch that is not ostentatious. It's not it's not gl- glitzy, it doesn't have jewels all over it, but you're like, you don't know how expensive this watch is. This is the most expensive watch you've ever seen. That's who you are, John from Maplewood. I appreciate it. I like being an understated watch. Thank you. Yes. So what's uh, what's going on tonight, Chief? Uh, well, first of all, I'm I'm sorry for your loss. I'm I'm sorry for everybody's yeah, it's everybody's loss. loss. Yeah. Um, and I realize the scope of it um, because you know in the past when artists have have died, um, and you know I've come to my kids and they say, "Well, are you sad?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, Captain Beefheart passed away," and they're like, you know, I'm really sorry about that, Dad, or, you know, Lou Reed passed away, and I was, like, sad about it, and the kids said, oh, mm-hmm. really, I'm sorry. But this was the first one where they came to me, and were like, oh, yeah, I heard about David Bowie, and it affected them. I mean, they they knew Starman, um, and they knew, you know, obviously Labyrinth, and um, also, I guess, Perks of Being a Wallflower, the, the kids in that movie were all listening to Heroes, and... Mm-hmm. They didn't even know the name of the song, but they, they loved it. And uh, so, you know, it had an impact that goes beyond, I think, just, uh, you know, school folkies. I think uh, it's bigger than that. And uh, I'm not obviously playing down the earlier artists at all. <laughs> they were huge, especially no. to me. Um, but but there's uh, some, that's why when I said Elvis, it really, because it's I mean, so iconic where, yeah. the, where the, the fame matched the influence. Right. Where some, you right. know, it's like you talk about Captain Beefheart. It's like, yeah, that guy changed uh, so much stuff. But it's like, no, uh, good luck finding people who know who that is outside of the 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 circle of people who just know music. But David right. Bowie, he he ran the he ran the he cut a pretty wide swath through <laughs> through the thing where everybody. Or people who get music and are as into it and and uh, uh, snobby with it know what what his uh, body of work is, and then it's just something, but that everybody knows the songs also. So it's really it's really something else. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, and uh, you know, you you had mentioned earlier that we should also remember the people who are still here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that we should be thinking about. And I was thinking about that one, and I thought, you know, well, Ray Davies is somebody who is still with us, and I think nobody really even, you know, we don't think about him very much. But, you know, I think it would be nice if, you know, people took a moment. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't have to be just him, but, you know, like Ray Davies is somebody who I don't know if he had the run that David Bowie had that you talked about earlier, um, but he certainly in the 60s and 70s, had, you know, with the Kinks, had a pretty serious run, him oh, and Dave. Yeah. Un- um and and was just uh, just chasing a thing and kept just had a losing streak at that one point where he's he's putting another idea out there and it's not tracking and then he puts another one out and it doesn't track and then another one yeah and but he just kept going so yeah yeah he had a vision and he stuck with it even if it you know it you know he changed as he needed to change mm-hmm. and you know some people didn't follow along, but later we look back at it and we're really, really, you know, excited about what he did. So. Yeah, Mike just uh, wrote me a thing here, a card. It says, uh, "Dear Tom," he spelled "dear" wrong. He spelled <laughs> "Tom" wrong. Okay. Um, it would be nice if you mentioned the passing of Pat Schneider, of, of Schneider from one day at a time. Okay, I'll mention it. Yeah, it's uh, it's Pat Harrington passed away also this week. Fans of sitcoms, fans of the Antenna Network, will you got to watch this Antenna Network? It's basically this old people channel that just runs old people shows. Mm-hmm. They run one day at a time, and they started running these uh, these uh, uh, like they run uh, the Jeffersons in one day at a time, and they'll run like the Jack Benny show in the morning, and every commercial is for like. It's like it's like a it's the only thing keeping a roof over Chuck Woolery's head or that that brand of advertiser that uh where they're talking about uh stand up MRIs and uh and <laughs> grease catheters and just the insurance that costs $4 that you can get um you know Is that the same channel that does the half hour Carol Burnett commercials? I don't think that's the same channel. There's a few of them now that just popped up. But now mm-hmm. this channel, Antenna, at night they run the Tonight Show with with like these Johnny Carson full episodes. And I'm like, man, I can't wait. Here we go. I get to see these things again. I watched one of them with McLean Stevenson was the first. And I wanted to walk into traffic watching this thing. <laughs> They're like... It's like they're bo- they were both complaining about getting too many fruitcakes at Christmas, like, and roasted duck or something. Like, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of getting the roasted duck, but, uh, the fruitcakes, I've made it clear I don't want any more. Somebody, somebody gives you a fruitcake. That's all this guy's got to, left to get mad about now. Too many fruitcakes getting sent. Too many presents. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that's your biggest problem? Too many gifts. Too many things to eat. Being sent to me, fruit cakes. I got twisted over fruit cakes, and then I'm watching. It's that, so boring. It's the most boring thing I've ever seen. The old Tonight Show. Why well, you get to see McLean Stevenson uh, promoting uh, Hello Larry? Hello Larry, yeah. This loser, McLean Stevenson. Um, they. Uh, I, I would like to see it now, though. If they had games, the way like Jimmy Fallon has games, everything's like game. Like he's like. It's like he's running a cruise ship a little bit. 
Jimmy Fallon is kind of just like like trying to keep the passengers entertained on a cruise ship. We're gonna have a limbo contest, except he's got uh, you know uh, he's got uh, you know uh, Paul Giamatti doing the limbo. It's all famous people. It's like a cruise ship with famous people, where he gets. So now he's got uh, you know uh, who uh, Ray Liotta in a dunk tank trying to do a thing or doing beer pong with uh, Helen Mirren and like if Johnny Carson had to do those games that'd be pretty awesome right yeah see him with Foster yeah. Brooks right gonna play beer pong well, we'll be playing beer pong with uh, Foster Brooks later in the show it's very exciting uh, we'll have on uh, Pat McCormick is going to be on the show later, and we'll be uh, we'll be playing Zip Zap Zorp improv games. But listen to this clip I found of Johnny Carson talking about a guest that he had on the show. David's an innovator. He, he started things and set trends for groups, one that hadn't even been thought of. And he's got a remarkable new album on. He's going to do two songs for us tonight about, about space. First one is called Life on Mars, which he recorded a decade ago, I think. second is called Ashes to Ashes, which is his latest single. He better be good after this. <laughs> Featured on the new album called Scary Monsters. Would you welcome, that's going to be released the 15th of this month. Would you welcome David Boyd. He clearly has no idea about, and he's innovated so much, so many things in music, and uh, he's got his song uh, Life on Mars, which, like, he don't know what he's talking about. This is the same guy who flipped out at the association. Like, like he bans rock bands from the Tonight Show for a long time because the association gave him some tood. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with these youngsters, uh, the association coming in here with their haze of, with their acid rock doing <laughs> cherish. Oh, John. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think it was all kind of beyond him. Anybody who was uh, of a younger generation is used to yeah. going along with it. Yeah. Anybody wasn't Don Rickles. Yeah. Right. Don Rickles could get away with saying hello, dummy. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. John, thank you so much for the call, buddy. Have a good night. You do. Bye. Best show, you're on the air. Oh. Hi there. Hi. Hi. This is Angie from Pittsburgh. Angie from Pittsburgh. Yeah. What's going on uh, in Pittsburgh? I am. Yeah. Uh, I started listening to your show because of my boyfriend Grant, who is a huge fan. Huge. Your boyfriend Grant. Uh huh. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're here. And. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Thank you. Um. Uh, I was going to tell you two things. One, if, if, if you're into Western, uh, the boyfriend and I just saw The Hateful Eight, the Tarantino movie, and it was yeah. very good. Yeah, it was good, right? And you knew, you knew who loved it? it was, Mike. Mike loved it so much. <laughs> did you like that soundtrack? I'm sure he did. <laughs> did he wear his cowboy hat and boots? That's he showed up in a. He told me he showed that that movie started the the trend with him. 
he loved the way their Walton Goggins dressed. And then he went to he went to a local Western uh, finery store, uh-huh. and then he just laid his credit card down and said, "Just give me the Goggins." <laughs> there needs there needs to be pictures of this. I would love to. Uh, hopefully, he won't let pictures be taken now of him in his Western finery. <laughs> but he was just telling me about his ranch. And he doesn't have a ranch. I know he doesn't have a ranch. Okay, so uh, so, so so you liked Hateful Eight. I loved it. I loved it. Who was your favorite of the eight? That's really hard. I was just very excited to see Jennifer Jason Lee do a movie. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't work that much anymore. And I loved her character. She was awesome. She's back. She was. Yeah. And she's doing another movie, but... um. She's going to yeah, do a whole bunch of gonna, movies now. I know. Yeah, she'll probably get an Oscar, I hope, anyways. I hope. Mike, can't, Mike, I hopes, was, Mike is praying that it sweeps the Oscars. Because <laughs> Mike, wa- Mike watched it the way it was meant to, the way it was supposed to be seen. On a DVD he right. bought out of a dude's trunk in a Dwayne Reed parking lot. That's exactly <laughs> when they were on the set filming that. Quentin Tarantino was just saying, like, Let's make sure that this looks good, transferred on a fourth-generation uh, bootleg DVD shot on somebody's iPhone 3. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the, let's just make sure that dude in Bayonne gets to see it the way I wanted it to be. That's who it's for. <laughs> the AP, he should do, Mike should do his own road show the way they did the 70-millimeter road show. Mike should just do the, the bootleg DVD road show. For a movie, right? Spotlight. Yeah. A, we're showing Spotlight in the parking lot of the Dwayne Reed. We're projecting it onto the side of this truck. <laughs> He'll have a generator out there. <laughs> Louder than the movie. <laughs> So you like that's Hateful quite Eight. an image yeah. now in my head. So what else is going on, Angie? Well, I was going to say, like many girls of my generation, um, you know, Labyrinth when that came out with Bowie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, that kind of changes yeah. your life. Yeah. That might that was when I hit pause on the whole thing. While <laughs> while while you guys were grooving to uh, to Labyrinth. I I checked a few other things out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, I watched that with I watched that recently, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh my goodness, we were allowed to watch this when we were kids. Now, who is you know, in that? Like, Which one of the Muppets is in that thing? Fonzie Bear is he in Labyrinth? <laughs> or are those, or are those uh, those think... unpopular Muppets that that Jim had, like the leftover, like the big ones? That's the one with all the big ones, right? Yeah, yeah, like there's the big some, yeah. hulking Muppets, like, where they're just like, they're not even, they're like supersized Muppets, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. It's like, kind of like, uh, um, what's that one on Sesame Street? Um, Snuffleupagus Cousins or something. Yeah. You know, like. It's, it's like, it's like evil, but do they, do, in that movie, did they have larger versions of existing Muppets? 
Like, was there no, a big it was all like, in it? <laughs> not, no, no, no big hermits, but yeah. So, so oh there was no, goodness. so that movie was just David Bowie in that fright wig. And yes, oversized, but not oversized. So there wasn't like an oversized Fonzie bear wearing like a, <laughs> wearing like a, 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 a robes and whatever they were wearing. No, no, no. I so, think, I think, uh, I think a lot of the money went into the David Bowie Cotties, I will say probably. Were that one of the ones where all the Muppets, they're like depressing Muppets, right? Like you're yeah, watching yeah. and you're like, yeah, these Muppets are bummers, right? <laughs> these are all bummer Muppets. Yes. Yeah, the, that the, that's a bummer, man. I can't watch that. That, <laughs> that, that look at that. I I I went and saw a couple other things while you guys were thrilling to Labyrinth during that stretch. <laughs> that was not for me. Those depressing Muppets. Like, they're like they're like leftover felt, right? Whatever's left over from making Beaker, right? Isn't that one of the Muppets? Beaker? Yeah. And then right. the, there's like that French chef that everybody loves, right? The Swedish chef. Swedish chef. Okay. Yeah. The yes. Swedish chef, yeah. Yeah. But, there, yeah, there's a scene in the movie where there's garbage. It's just garbage. There's a scene yeah. in the movie with garbage? Yeah. Like garbage like Muppets? No, just like tons of garbage. It's yeah, it's it's a very weird movie. Like when you're mm. a kid watching this stuff, it's you know, it's fascinating and stuff and then you grow up and you're like, Everybody making that movie was high. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Depressing Muppets, man. I got no <laughs> sorry. These Muppet fans and they're, and they're retooling that Muppet show. You know that Muppet show that's on yeah. now? It's they're, not good. I watched it. Yeah, they're retooling. They're taking out the negativity of it, which I could have told them that from I, I, the second I heard that it's like, yeah, it's like the Muppets, but it's darker and, and meaner. It's like, yeah, well, no one wants that. No, 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 no it'll be fun. It'll be edgy. They'll be, Muppets are going to uh, make uh, Louis C.K. jokes now. Oh, great. Oh, just, just what I wanted from the Muppets. Uh, re- Reddit, <laughs> Reddit jokes. Right? Oh, yeah. I can't get into that. I, I don't know. I'm almost 40. There are certain things that have passed me by, I think. Exactly. I, I hear you. Hear you loud and clear, Angie. <laughs> Speaking of Pittsburgh with David Bowie, one thing I saw at the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh. Yeah. They have a video library where you can watch all these different videos. Like yeah, on different pretty screens. awesome. And they had an early interview with David Bowie, pre-fame. Mm-hmm. I think Hunky Dory was not out in America yet, and he was talking about uh, he was talking about how like his next album was coming out soon, and but he wasn't mm-hmm. famous yet. So it was, it's interesting to see him before before he was famous talking. So that's that's one of the I many love that things museum. That, that museum's great. And it's awesome that it's in Pittsburgh. That's right where it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm there. I've gone there. I've kind of lost count. I have a membership, so I go often. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it, too. But. Well, Angie, thanks for the call. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Best show, you're on the air. 
Hi, Tom. This is Jefferson from Texas. Jefferson from Texas. Quality caller. What's up, How are you doing tonight? What's up? I'm good. Uh, I had a quick thing for the topic and a question. What do you got? Uh, for the topic, um, Kelly Sue DeConnick and Matt Fraction. Uh, I don't think they're underrated, perhaps, just because they're two of the most prolific comic book, art, comic book writers working today. But uh, their work is super important to me, and I've, yeah. I feel like they're modern heroes. I agree. Right now, nobody is more in the pocket than those two. And uh, they're just delivering with title after title. And if you don't know comic books and you want to check comic books out, or you've, you've been waiting to do it, go check out anything that Kelly Sue DeConnick does or Matt Fraction does. And Matt's friend and my friend, uh, Chip, Zdars- Chip Zdarsky, Matt and Chip do a comic called Sex Criminals together. It's brilliant. Uh, it's one of those. It's one of those things that's mm-hmm. like, it's so funny and moving, but it's also still um, like you realize you're reading something pretty important yeah. to a lot of people. Sure. And Mike, Mike, you'll like this. Uh, Kelly Sue uh, DeConnick does a comic called Pretty Deadly, which is like a Western comic. Yes. That'll fit your lifestyle. You'll you'll see a Mike lot of yourself like... in there. <laughs> I think Mike would really like Satellite Sam. I feel like Satellite yeah, Sam is a Yeah, I think that's right up Mike's alley. That's up Mike's uh yeah. Mike, it's the equi- it's the comic book equivalent of your your fun packs is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's exactly what we should do. Those are those are important people. I caught up on Captara last night in my like um my morning, I've just been like sucking up a bunch of like I've been. Re- I'm trying to catch up on the Wicked and the Divine, which mm-hmm. is a book that just radiates Bowie. Yeah. Um, but I read Captara, uh, Chip Zdarsky's Gay He Man, and it's yeah, delightful. It's, it's so it was funny. precisely what I needed. It's so funny and and uh, insane. It's a good time, man. A lot of people making a lot of great things in a lot of different media. So, Mike, I don't know if if a comic book store in Bayonne has a hitching post for your uh, steed, but uh, come on, Bayonne. We're going to take a ride over to Massa's tonight. Mike going down the main street of Bayonne, the sheriff of Bayonne, with speakers on the side of his horse, blasting Marshall Tucker Band. I think he just turns his horse into a car. Let's go to the green 7-Eleven. <laughs> Michael tie his horse up to the front. Feed his horse those crummy, crummy 7-Eleven, not 7-Eleven, quick check. They're cornbread. Man, quick check's got some garbage food. Like they're ba- like, this is stuff we make here. Yeah. No, yeah, not hard to figure out. That's what you made here. It's terrible. No, no, no company would mass produce this junk. It's like the worst of homemade and mass produced stuff. Like, hey, you know it's garbage that uh, they just crank out every. Uh, they crank out hundreds of thousands of boxes of stuff. Quick check has that, but don't worry. We have things that we make on premises that are equally terrible. In their own uniquely bad way. Each one's different in a bad way. Like soup. 
Man, you couldn't pay me to eat quick check soup. Can you imagine ladling out some of that soup? Chili. Could you imagine eating chili from a quick check? Oh, my God. You better give yourself a 12-hour window with that chili or a quick check. You'd be like, I'm going to eat this chili and be here for the next 16 hours until I'm certain that it has settled correctly with me because probably find a winter if you're looking for a glove you probably i'm sure the stuff that comes out of that chili pot you imagine well look bro thanks so much thank you ah it's the old good old-fashioned best show everybody loves it right they love it don't they mike i i uh I don't know. I, I, th- I think we're doing all right here. I think we're doing all right. Let's go back to the phones. Best show, you're on the air. Yes, hello, son. Uh, may I please speak with Thomas Ludlow Giuseppe Sharpling? Wait, that's my full name. Nobody says my full name on the air. Yeah, wait, that that that's me. Who who is this? How do you how do you know my full name? Mr. Shopling, this is Special Agent Len Markowitz with the FBI. The FBI. That's correct, son. Is this is this a, a are you putting me on? Mr. Shopling, the FBI doesn't joke, Mr. Sharpling. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. So you did know I can't believe you got my whole name correctly. Nobody knows about the Ludlow. That's really freaky. Um, okay, how can I, you said is Agent Markowitz? That's correct, son. How, how, how can I help you, Agent Markowitz? Mr. Shopling, I'm sure you're aware of this weekend's news of the capture of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. That was over the weekend, and he was on the run for about six months after escaping prison. That's correct. He's finally behind bars where he will unquestionably spend the rest of his life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he will be extradited up, up to the, the United States. That's a fact. Sure. And I, a lot of people can breathe a lot easier now because everybody's a, a little safer. That's correct, son. Mr. Sharpling, did you also know that El Chapo's sons, Alfredo and Ivan Guzman, are big fans of your children's radio show, uh, Tom Sharpling's Best Time Hour? Uh-huh. The Tom, Tom, no, it's it's actually called the best show, and it's not a one. It's not a. It's not an hour. It's a three-hour show. Three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people listen that long. Yeah, yeah. People listen to the whole three hours. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. They do. Well. And wait, you're. I don't want to lose the sight of what you just said. You said that El Chapo's sons listen to the best show. Yes, that's correct. We have had them under surveillance for years, knowing that they would most likely be in charge once the old man inevitably got taken down. Mm -hmm. And the two big takeaways we've had from that surveillance are, one, these guys are unrepentant, murderous psychopaths. Mm -hmm. Two, they are full-on Los Fatos. Los Fatos? Yes. What? That's how they describe themselves. As I understand it, it's the Spanish uh, 
version of what your fans call themselves, uh, FOTs, mm-hmm. which apparently, let me make my notes here, uh, apparently stands for um, Failures of Tom. No, wait, no, 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 it's Flops of Tom. No, it's not Flops or Failures. It's Friends of Tom. Oh, okay. Noted. Um, you know, we have hours and hours of phone calls between the two brothers where they pepper their conversations about their their brutal crimes and their million-dollar drug deals with ver- vernacular from your program. No. Yes, it's true. I can't believe that. Yes, I. Uh, if you'd like to hear, I, I've got a transcript of a, a recent conversation right here. Yeah. Oh, I would... Really? Yeah, here, let me... I would love to hear it. Let me go to the pertinent pages here. Um, Ivan, we've got real problems in Mazatlan with this latest shipment. The foot soldiers are helping themselves with merchandise. Alfredo, this cannot be tolerated. We need to do to them what Darren Ploppleton did to Tom. Ivan... Yes, but the cardboard box we put them in and subsequently bronze should be filled with wet fudge and rats. If only there were doodle boops in Mexico, right? Doodle boops, yeah. Okay. Ivan. Yes, we will have to make do with rats. Alfredo. I can hear their screams now as their crotch marbles get gnawed upon. They'll be madder than a rattlesnake at a Thai wedding. I have no idea what that means. That's a a phrase that that comes up a fair it's 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 like a colloquialism okay um ivan they will sound like barry gibb when he sings that song we don't know the name of yet makes us laugh so Mm -hmm. Um, that's a sure people talk about bg's uh they do okay deep, deep cuts in the catalog okay um alfredo we can't forget to throw pepto bismol in their faces before their pictures are taken Mm hmm yeah, that's a trend that's been going on up here in New Jersey. People throwing okay. balloons full of Pepto Bismol at people. In balloons? Yeah. That way it Weird. explodes in their face. Okay, I'm, I'm writing all this down. This is very interesting stuff. Um, Ivan, okay, I need to go kill one of my sergeants now. Get off my phone, you dip munch. Mm-hmm. Alfredo. You can't talk to me like that, you half-animal part party machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a catchphrase. I can't believe. Oh, it, it, it ends with this. this. Maybe you can with this. Adios, persona all gratin. Yes, it's another phrase like regional to to the area of New New Jersey that I live in. Interesting. This is very enlightening. Yeah, well, I. I my mind is blown by this. Oh, well, get ready to have it further blown apart, all right? Okay. Wait till I tell you about their Tommy Cave. Tommy Cave? Yes. What? What is a Tommy Cave? Well, do, do you know what a man cave is? Sure. Uh, yeah, of course. A man cave is, uh, it'll be like a basement room or little area of a house that, that, a guy turns into like his little clubhouse and be his little hangout spot. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I have one of my own. You have a man cave. I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. It's you know, it's it's a tough job. It's uh, there's a lot of pressure on on an agent, and mm-hmm. 
when it, when he gets home, he just wants to he wants to go into his own little area and you know uh, I unwind here. You know, I get my frustra- frustrations out on, on the old skins. Uh huh. The skins. Yeah. yeah. W- with skins, drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So you're a drummer. <laughs> that is what was that drum riff yes what was that are you serious i was i i sounded familiar young americans by david bowie can i hear it again okay now i definitely hear it yeah you hear it yeah yep. yeah that's cool you're thank you're, you yeah yeah, I can go a little deeper if you want. Sure. What 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 was that? Oh, I'll I'll add the vocals. You know who I am, he said. Yeah. Look look back in anger. Look back in anger. That's, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, I'll give you one more. Modern love. That's modern love. Yeah. Yeah. Who so, did? You know, I, yeah. I just jam on that stuff to get to get loose after yeah, work. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm also a big fan of the film Death Wish Three. Sure. Oh man, I love that movie. Yeah, I've got a lot of collectibles in, in my man cave. Wait, I didn't even know there were collectibles from Death Wish Three. Oh yeah, yeah. Posters, T-shirts, uh, children's howitzers. I've got all 17 of the Giggler cups that they sold at Burger King when it came out. This, you mean like those soda cups that they put characters on? Mm-hmm. Burger King had Death Wish 3 cups. They had 17 cups with just the character, the Giggler. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got all of them. Because he was the character who, if I remember correctly in the movie, he would snatch stuff from people and giggle as he ran away. Yes. Yeah, and then Charles, ladies. Yeah, and then Charles Bronson brought a brought a camera into his neighborhood, like with a strap, and then got an ice cream pop and started eating it. And then the giggler grabbed it, and as he ran away, he pulled out this giant gun and shot the giggler. He did. He got him. And then the neighborhood cheered. They did. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, it was a, it was a neighborhood somehow just completely inhabited by punk rockers. Yes. It was, you didn't see that much back then. No, and they wore a fair amount of of uh, stretch clothing. Like they did, yeah. Like, yeah. They were very like you weren't sure if they just came from like aerobics class. Yes, yeah. Or they on, on the way home from aerobics class, they stopped at Trash and Vaudeville or or Zipperhead. And the, yeah, and let like like as a, as if they would just let somebody turn them into like a test, uh, like a like a test dummy, and let them like. Do what they thought a punk would look like, yes. makeup wise, and then they went and terrorized the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, it's plausible. I guess so. Yeah, you know, I, I've even got one of those LED signs that flashes my uh, favorite inspirational phrases from Death Wish Three in my man cave. Really? Like what? Oh, yeah. What phrases? Oh, like uh, I need to put some heat, more heat in my area. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I dropped. 
Drop my sticks. Hang on. Dropped your sticks. Oh, it went in. It went in. Oh, hang on. What size sticks do you play? Uh, two Bs. Two Bs. Those are thick. They're very thick. Yeah, I right? like to really get down like bottom. You ever try like a 3A? Oh, is that like marching band stick? I think so. Yeah. No. Tommy Lee uses those. Uh-huh. Those yeah. are heavy sticks. You know, he, he used to be my favorite drummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I saw him uh, I saw him on the last tour. Yeah. And I got to say, he's still my favorite drummer. Okay. Yeah. Did the drum set go upside down? It, yeah, it actually, you know how on that last show it got stuck halfway halfway around the thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It. I didn't know it did. Oh, yeah, it did. The show I saw, yeah. it actually, it just came straight down. So it went upside down and then detached from the it did, rigging? yeah, yeah. Was he okay? No, no, he got really hurt. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he got smashed. Uh, <laughs> I would well, think so. Well, well, what other uh, phrases? Oh, are... um, uh, I'm going to kill an old lady just for you. Yeah, that's a line Manny Fraker says. He does, yeah. Um, it's like killing roaches. You have to kill them all. Otherwise, what's the use? Mm-hmm. Oh, the scum away, of course. Yeah. They they killed the giggler, man. Yeah. I'm not work. It's not working. Kill the MF. Of course, it's you know it's the actual word. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Remember, remember that line? How he says it? It's the. It's like it's like a dubbed in line. It's like when Martin Balsam gets shoved off a fire escape when his machine gun jams. Yes. And then you hear it's not working. Kill the. Blah 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 blah. It's a very moving line. Well, moving isn't the first thing I would think. Oh, yeah. Of. Sure it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, I am the law. That means I get to violate your constitutional rights. Uh-huh. And yeah. these are inspir- you said these are inspirational quotes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They really make me want to get the baddies. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, anyway, I, I digress there by a whole, a whole margin. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... The Guzman brothers, they have best show paraphernalia all over their cave. So that's why it's a Tommy cave? That's exactly true, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like what kind of stuff? Oh, they've got chip clips, uh, stuffed mice with capes, uh, multiple smashed copies of your box set. Yeah, the box set, which came out last year. What, wait, yes. you said they're smashed? Oh, yeah. Why, yeah. why are they? Why do they have multiple smashed copies of it? These guys, they get so worked up listening to the box sets yeah. that they start whipping each other with them. With the box? Yes. They actually start yeah. whipping each other with the... Oh, my God. Whipping. It's, it's, it's crazy. And it's hard. They give each other these tremendous welts, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've gone through like 30 of these box sets. Huh. That's interesting because I was wondering why we sold... Like more copies in southern Mexico than in like a lot of parts of the southern U.S. Oh, that is interesting. I I, I don't know, I don't know about that. I don't know uh, how to check on 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 uh, how to gain access to SoundScan. But you know, it's the FBI. I'm sure we could. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I tell you, they can't get enough of you and El Chico. What's that? Who? El Chico. El Chico. Yes. Who is that? Your sidekick. Oh. Uh, El, El Chico. Uh-huh. Uh, the brothers also refer to him as, let me see here, uh, Dr. Cerveza. Mm-hmm. And Miguel Del Coors. Okay. 
which I guess means Mike of the Coors. I don't quite get that. Yeah, that's AP Mike. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me let me just. I have a couple new things I I need to enter. Uh, okay, let me just pull up the proper space, and I will enter this information in the Project Radio Ape spreadsheet. There we go. Wait, in the what? Is, what is Project Radio Ape? Oh well. That's actually why I'm calling you, son. You're no doubt aware of how the actor Sean Penn led us to El Chapo mm-hmm. when he agreed to be interviewed, right? Sure. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm aware of that. Okay. So, son, I'm going to nutshell this for you. We want you to lead us to Alfredo and Ivan Guzman. Okay? They've disappeared, and we don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. But okay? h- how... How on earth would I lead you to them? We want you to reach out to the brothers with the offer of an appearance on the best show. There's no way they'll turn it down because they love the show so much. Okay. Okay, and since they are not going to risk coming to New Jersey, you and Dr. Serva, I mean Mike, will go to the Jungle Mountains of Mexico to interview them. Uh-huh. And we're going to be tracking every move, okay? And then when you actually come face-to-face with them, that's when we move in. Oh, my God. This is terrifying. The I, Like, it's, it, this sounds really dangerous. Um, I don't know. What, I don't Would I have, like, protection, at least? Like, a, like Kevlar vests? Like... Oh. Oh no, no, no! See that that would blow your cover, you know. If if they saw any any kind of bunching up under under your shirts, you know, it's hot there, so it's going to you know you, you'll be in t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, if they did see anything, you'd be hanging by a tree with your medium intestines hanging out in like two minutes. Oh, well, that's not that's not at all uh, discouraging or terrifying. But you know, I'm sure we could get you hats. Hats, like a Kevlar hat. No, uh, definitely not in the budget for this one. Sorry, um, but don't worry. Once you get in the, in the jungle compound, you'll be safely surrounded by the FBI and Mexico's finest sharpshooters. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's somewhat of a relief. Uh, I mean, so if this goes down, right? I'm assuming we're me and AP Mike are there with the two brothers. Right. And then you're like, you guys will what announce that you've surrounded the area and then they'll surrender. Like they'll know that, that, the, that they got to give up. Oh, you wish. <laughs> no, these guys are monsters. No, these, these bastardos will not go down without a fight. Okay. They're going to start unloading the second they know we're here. All right. Uh huh. But I'll tell you, we'll be right on them, mowing them down like so much carne asada. I don't know why you got to make a food uh, comparison. Well, fish tacos or uh, nachos. Sure. Like like so many nachos. No, I didn't need a different food oh, reference. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't asking oh. for a, a, di- a different reference to okay. Mexican food. Burrito? Yeah, no. Uh, so many burritos. Yeah. Okay. Not like e tacos. Uh, yes. Um. So wait. So you guys are gonna 
But what what would me and Mike do as you guys are mowing them down? Oh, well, hmm. Oh, we can do something like this. We're, we're like, just before we open fire, someone does like a, a bird noise or something like, and then you guys will know to go asses over elbows and roll to the nearest safe house. How's that sound? Wait, what are we supposed to do? You get down and you yeah. just roll to the nearest safe house. Okay. Yeah. And so there, so there are safe houses very close to where we'll be. How should we know? You're the ones leading us to them. Oh. Look, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you guys could. Um, Maybe you guys can jump up to avoid the bullet spray. Like maybe jump into a into a tree or something. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't. I can't. Even no, wait. That's not going to work either uh-huh. because we're going to drone the f out of that place. So you guys will get hit by those too. Uh huh. So we drones. can't have you messing up the drones. Yeah. Yeah. God forbid we mess up the drones. Yeah. Well, I I gotta say, uh, there's no way I'm doing this, and I think I speak for Mike. There's no way he's doing it either. Oh, well, uh, hope you guys like getting audited. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, so you're going to turn the IRS on us if we don't do this. Oh, you wish it was the IRS. Now, this is a full-on life audit. Hey, a, a, a full-on life, life audit. audit. Oh, yeah. What is a full-on life audit? Well, it's commonly referred to, you didn't hear from me, Uh-huh. as a death panel. Uh-huh. Well, the, the death panel thing is not real. That's just something people made up to go after uh, Obama. No, son. They're real, all right. But you'll find out soon enough. I'll find out with this full life audit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And what, 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 what could you possibly charge me with? Um, dumping hazardous waste into a receptacle zone only for cardboard? Dumping hazardous waste in a receptacle meant only for cardboard. Yes, we have footage of you uh, putting fast food wrappers into into a cardboard-only bin uh-huh. behind Walmart in Newbridge. Uh-huh, yeah, well, sometimes... Ring a bell? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll throw cardboard out into, like, a dumpster. Yeah, we've got you doing that, too. Uh-huh. And That's even a more heinous crime. Oh, okay. I didn't, uh, but, and that, that'll, that's enough to get me in front of whatever this death panel is. Hey, I've seen guys get put in the meat grinder for wearing Crocs. Uh-huh. Okay. It's sick stuff, uh-huh. son. For wearing Crocs. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, well, but I mean, you know that this is a total violation of just civil and human rights and it's against the law. You know that. Hey. It's like it says in the fine print of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Uncle Sam is the ultimate lawbender. It doesn't say that in the Declaration. Oh, it certainly does. you got to look really close. Uh-huh. Uncle yes, Sam is the ultimate lawbender. Absolutely, yeah. Uh-huh. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It does not. It does. Oh, no. What? Shh. I hear some movement outside my man cave door. Okay. Oh, you know who it is? What? I'll bet it's probably Los Maniacs, the new bridge arm of El Chapo's gang. Okay. Oh, my God. Quiet, quiet. All right. They're going to come in here, guns a-blazing. But not if I get them first. Four, 
three, two, one. Eat lead, you Mexican! What? Hey, what? What's going on over there? There's nobody here. Just this alley cat. An alley cat? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a relief. Hey, kitty. Come here. I'll, I'll get you some milk. Hang on. What was that? Was the cat? Oh my god! What happened? It bit me in the juggler. The cat did. It got me in the juggler. Okay. What's going? Oh no! I'm foaming at the mouth! I'm foaming from my bathroom area! I'm foaming from pretty much everywhere! It's a total Mexican cat foam out! Seek Mexican revenge on me! Hello? Oh my god. Well, it's good to know that uh that that's what they listen to. Okay. That's the weirdest. 2016, man. It's weird times, man. I got a, a FBI agent now. Trying to get me to catch El Chapo's kids. Me and Mike. Got Mike dressed like a... Like he's dressed like he's uh, Sam Elliott. Out there. I'm going to tell the Marshall Tucker band right now. February 19th, Morristown. Get ready. If you want to see a good old-fashioned cowpoke rolling in, look out. You guys are going to think you're doing a show on the 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 high plains. When Mike rolls, are you going to bring your horse to that show? What's that? You'll have your horse with you. Okay. You know the best. If I keep beating this drum, people are going to eventually start sending Mike like Mex Mexican. No, not Mexican. Start sending him like Western clothes and he'll start wearing it. And then this joke will actually become true. Do you own cowboy boots, Mike? No. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? This is Tom in Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville, North Carolina. That's a cool town, man. It's making some lists. That's cool. What's the coolest thing about Asheville? Um, a lot of people say that uh, diversity. I don't think there's very much diversity here, though. Okay. But you don't you don't buy it. I don't buy it. All right. You know how there Have would be been? more diversity. What's that? How? 
uh, if if you split, you got out of Asheville, one less white dude clogging the streets, right? I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Why don't you head out? Why don't you go to Houston? Right? Never been. Salt Lake City. We've had it with you guys. So what can I do for you tonight, Chief? Um, I was calling with a karaoke suggestion. Okay. Considering that we weren't talking about that, uh, what do you got? I apologize. I'm just joining the show. But I um, had some success with the song Freak on a Leash by Korn recently. Mm -hmm. Do you sell it? And with a freak on a leash. Do you do all that, like, warbly stuff that that... Jonathan, what's his name? Jonathan Davis. Yeah, yeah. I, tr I tried to uh, sell it and get really Is, tormented. Isn't that the song that has that breakdown and the boom? Is that the one that has that? That's exactly why it's such well, a let me hear. Let me hear song. that. Let me hear you do that. All right. Um, right now. Yeah. No. No. In uh, three hours. Do it. Of course, right now. All right. You just didn't do it. That was it. I'm. Did I? I did a little bit of it. Oh, no, I want through. a lot of it, bro. Give me a lot of it. You're All gonna right. call. You're gonna brag. You're gonna come. You're going to come bragging about how this is your karaoke song and then you, you give me a second and a half of it? No. Give me the full thing, bro. Let's hear it. All right. Sounds like Scooby-Doo having a fight with Cookie Monster. the best I can. It was actually my lady friend that did it. She was singing the song with me. Mm -hmm. She was, so you did Freak on a Leash as a duet. Yeah, and she kind of started in with the scatting immediately, and it worked out perfectly. So she didn't show respect for the song. Sort of free, free forming it. Was she, she was actually, Coleman? She was singing, um, she was saying like, Mr. Babadila, or from like a, the monkeys song, like she was singing, like Mr. Babadila. Yeah, it's not from some monkeys it? song. It's that's the song that's like that's the song that's like uh, from Zilch, I think is what it's called. And it goes into uh, let me let me find that. So that's the one that goes into No Time. Remember that song, Mike? It's 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 one of those monkeys padding songs. I think it's this one. Zilch, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. Zilch, China Club are calling out. Yeah. That was the monkey saying, boy, this Sergeant Pepper sure seems like a, like something else. Uh, let's do one of those. And then they're like, wait, one of us can play. And then they're like, well, maybe we'll do a, uh, we'll do an old fashioned round as if it's uh, third grade music class. 
They're like, boy, this Piper at the Gates of Dawn is a real uh, mind bender. I think we should do our version of that. And look, I love the monkeys more than 99.99% of the people listen to this. I can answer monkey trivia like nobody's. Answer, ask me a monkey's trivia question. Me? Yeah. You, no. The other guy on the phone. Get off my phone. God. That's driving me nuts. I'm trying to uh, give me some monkey trivia. Somebody give me some monkey trivia. I'll answer some monkey trivia. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Danya. Danya? Where are you calling from, Danya? I'm calling from Oakland, California. Home of? Home of? Who's from Oakland? You can say it. Who is from Oakland? Yeah, MC Hammer. I am not. MC Hammer? Yeah. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know your own community history. <laughs> I'm not from here. I'm only living here for grad school. So, MC Hammer's uh, from there. Okay. Yeah, he was a he was a bat boy for the uh, for the A's back wow. in the, back in the back in the day. Wow. So So what what's going on tonight, Danya? Um, not too much. I just called because I have been um, listening to the show, trying to catch back up from all the stuff I missed while I was in school. And, yeah, I've been really enjoying it, and I'm really glad that you're on the air again. And uh, there are also three helicopters that have been flying around overhead. Maybe you can hear them. Um, could you maybe... Tell me why you think there might be three helicopters that have been flying around for like the last eight hours. <laughs> why? Why they're a helicopter? They're probably uh, they're they're there's probably are they, they, they? Can you see them? If you go outside, can yeah, you see I, them? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now, and I don't understand. Oh, maybe they're dispersing now. One is flying away. Hold on, hold on. They've literally Somebody... been circling for. I'm, I'm going to trump your, your the uh, look. I know you got three helicopters terrorizing your neighborhood right now, but uh, Rich from Bay Ridge just tweeted a question: Who recommended Peter Tork to the show's producers? I believe that was Stephen Stills. Uh, was the answer for that, Stephen Stills? So uh, now tell me more about these helicopters hovering right over your house. Are they are they well, like lights they're... coming off? They're like looking for someone on the street. I didn't see any searchlights at all. But what's funny is they actually all just flew away after, like, seven or eight hours of hovering like that. I wonder seems. if they're listening to the show. Maybe. Yeah. And I hope they are. Rich they, from they Bay Ridge be. just said I was correct with that. Monkey's trivia. Give it to me. I want monkey's trivia. All right. So you called about these helicopters. That's really why you called? Well, <laughs> I, I was really actually calling because um, I had a trolling incident yesterday where um, I was posting a lot about David Bowie, and I was really upset, and somebody was kind of, like, questioning whether or not I was actually really sad or not, mm -hmm. and in a very rude way, and <laughs> kind of, like, lashed back out at them, mm -hmm. and I was wondering if you could look at the post and tell me if I overreacted. 
All right, let me let me look at this here. What, what what's your name on Twitter? On, oh, oh, it's not on Twitter. It's on Facebook. Yeah, I'm not on Maybe Facebook anymore. I, ba- I bailed on Facebook. Oh, well, I told him. Let's see if I can remember what I said. I uh, can't remember. Right. I'm well, we'll talk about this another I'm... time. Thanks for the call. Best show. You're on the air. Hi. Yeah, my name's Thomas from Montclair. Thomas from Montclair. What's up in Montclair tonight? Uh, not too much. How are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, well, I was calling with a fan theory I had about the best show uh, that I was hoping to share, and I also have one from the topic from last week, although I don't know how welcome that what is. What was last week's topic? I can't remember anymore. It was a song to pump you up. Give me the song to pump me up first. Okay, sure. Uh, it's by Alden Penner. He's uh, the guy who's not Nick Thorburn from The Unicorns. Ah. And he has a song called Breathe to Burn. Okay. I'm going to check that, it out. That really pumps me up. Good, good. Sing a little bit for me. Give me a little taste of what I have in my future. Uh, All right. Well, it goes kind of like uh, it, there's kind of a part where it goes, Bubba, come on, Chimera, Bubba, come on, Chimera, Bubba. And then there's, that's. That's the most I'm going to give you because okay. I already really embarrassed right. myself with that. Look, boy, I'm pumped up already. Yeah, I think that. I got a celebrity embarrassment story now too. Now, what's your what's your theory about the best show? Is this going to hurt my feelings? Oh no, not at all. It's not about you. All right, let's hear it. Um, my fan theory is that uh, I think Avalanche Bob 33. I think that's uh, Lorne Michaels prank calling the best show. You think Lorne Michaels? Is prank phone calling the best show? Yeah, and I think if you if you listen really closely, you can hear it in the voice. It's like he's it's a guy doing a voice clearly, mm-hmm. and you know it's, he's got his antics, but like you could tell that the call kind of as it got further on, he didn't have as much to say. I think it's Lauren Michaels. That's all right. Well, that sounds like a rock solid right. theory. Yeah, I mean, I can't prove it. Get off my phone. You can't prove it. Yeah, I can't prove it. Yeah, no, of course you can't. Because it's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You don't believe that. You know what I did for 2000? For, for, are we going to do a uh, half hour power, guys? We're going to do half hour power. The best show post show. We'll do it in 15 minutes. Uh, that'll be fun. First one of the year. We're, we're, we're without Dudio. The, the legendary Dudio. Not here tonight. Where is he? Who knows? He just left a note. Said not coming in. Then it said, "Duty signed love Dudio." Then it said, "P.S. I predict Mike is going to start dressing like a cowboy this year." Turned out to be correct. Wait till you're in Mont- um, uh, Morristown in that that Marshall Tucker show. Can't you see? Can't you see? They'll be like, "Who's this?" They might not let you. With, are you do uh, with your spurs on, Mike? You might not be allowed in with those spurs on your boots. One way I decided to honor the new year. Oh, what a fun way. What did I do? Well, I uh, decided to watch the Netflix movies that I've had for hard copies of for five years. 
That's right. So my friends, my Netflix friends, if you've been on that short wait list for Trash Humpers, your dreams are about to come true. You're, there, uh, there's going to be a copy in stock soon because I watched it. Holy moly. I liked it. You did, right? Yeah, it was great. You know what I liked? You know what? What do you think about this, Mike? Well, first of all, who do you have any of those Netflix movies laying around? Like DVDs? How? What's the longest one you've held on to? That's right. Mike was going to do the Django commentary. Then he let, yeah. Then he finally turned that one back in. So, uh, yeah, I had that for five years. I had trash humpers sitting there for five years in my house. Um, finally watched it. This is what I think they should do. And I'm going to say this. In this era with this Star Wars, the next Star Wars movie, if they want to fix America, a way to fix, this is what I say. You can't see Star Wars 8 until you have proof you watch Trash Humpers. Like, you have to get like a, a certificate like a screen, you have to get a photo, you have to present a photo of you in front of a screen showing trash humpers in three different spots. I think it would fix, it would fit, go a long way to fixing a lot of the problems in this country. Has BuzzFeed ever done a which, which trash humper are you quiz? They should do that. That'd be a fun quiz. Which trash humper am I? I hope BuzzFeed do, does that. Which trash humper are you? I always thought of myself more as a ma type. Best show, you're on the air. Evening, Tom. Um, this is Mark in Minneapolis. Mark in Minneapolis. What's up, Mark? Um, I had an underrated artist. Um, uh, I've been getting really into Sparks in the last couple of years. Yeah. And they started in 1971 and have like 24 albums, and they're almost completely unheard of. Not around these parts, bro. We know who they are. Sweet. Don't worry, Thank man. You. Don't worry. We're on it. We're on cool. it over here. What's your favorite well, Sparks album? What's your favorite Sparks? What's your favorite Sparks song? My favorite Sparks song is Tips for Teens. Ah. What do you think of the one that goes, This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Right? What about the one that's It's number one, that song in heaven. It's number one. Right, that one? You like that one? Number one song in all heaven. Sing a little bit of that for me. Let's hear it. Number one song in all 
nice. Very nice. You're a fan. But that one I can't listen to because it kind of freaks me out a little too much. Why? I think about dying. I think about dying too much. You do? Yeah. Oh, stop. I'm ready. I'm ready. Look, I think I think about it, but I don't care, man. Mm-hmm. If it happens, it happens. What am I going to do? Fight it? No. Go no. toe to toe with the Grim Reaper. What did he play in that? What's what that movie? Did he play chess against the Grim Reaper? You know that movie? Um, like the really, it's is it Ingmar Bergman? Some dumb art movie. I don't know. What is it? Yeah, I don't know. Now, if the Grim Reaper was coming, he'd probably play, like, uh, Call of Duty. Like, I challenge, I challenge you to a game of Arkham Asylum. Right? Grim Reaper would be like, what am I playing now? What? Metal Gear Solid or what? I don't know. Call of Duty 11? 60, 60, yeah. 70 hours later. I beat you! I beat you, Grim Reaper! Fallout 4, I beat you! Better luck next time, sucker! Um, I think that, I think that's all I got. Thank you, Tom. Alright, bro. Best show, you're on the air. Uh, hi, is this Tom? Yes, it is. Hi, this is uh, Trevor from Omaha. What's up, Trevor? I, I guess I just had a question. Uh, obviously, not everybody was able to go out and see a live best show. Do you guys ever plan on releasing a DVD or like anything on like iTunes? Oh, who knows what the future holds? Who knows? Okay. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I guess that was really all I have. I don't even know what the topic is tonight. Okay, goodbye. A lot of people just calling. Listen to the show. Hell, it helps. It helps us. Makes for a better call when, when you know what we're doing here. This is not. This is not a one eight. This is not like a a, a party line or a. Or you just call and you, you set the set the discussion. No, we set the discussion. I'm telling you, man. It's mutant time, 2016. All these mutants are going to unite. All the beaten down, the downtrodden. Those of us who wait, still, still waiting for your shot, join the club, man. Join the mutant brigade. Here we come. Walking down the street. That's right. Going to end the show now. Going to do the half hour power in a couple minutes. Well, I'll play a record, then we'll do the half hour power. So you call up. That's the best show post show. The calls are unscreened and rapid fire. And uh, you just call 
three three two three four eight four in like ten minutes. We'll fire up the half hour power. Best show you're on the air. Hey Tom, what's up? How you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This is Adam in Quebec City. Uh, listen, I think on the subject of Bowie, etc., you were talking about people who we really need to give their props to while it's time. Yeah, I think it's you, Tom. Yeah, we need to give you your flowers, your flowers where you can smell them. Nah, it's too late. Oh, come on now. Too late for me. Well, I think there's a swarm of people that'll say different. I'm a new listener, and I'm really enjoying what you guys are doing. And I think it's uh, your turn to get props, man. Well, that's sweet of you to say. It's too, the ship sailed. I well, I'm that. still on. Goodbye. Best show. You're on the air. Uh, hey, Tom, I got I got a monkey's trivia for if you want. All right. Yeah, give it to me. Uh, the only two members of the monkeys who were in all 58 episodes of their TV show. The only ones who were in all 58 episodes. It's probably Davey and Mickey. You're wrong. Wrong. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe it. It was Peter Tork. Yeah. And Mickey. Peter. Okay, Peter and Mickey. Yeah. So Dave. I apologize, okay. Tom. That's all right. No, you 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 went for it. Well, give me another one. Um. That was really the only one okay. that I had. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. You stumped me. You stumped me with my monkeys trivia. Congratulations. Well, my friends, we did it. We uh, honored David Bowie tonight. And yeah, somebody like that makes their mark. They leave. It's like they explode in the sky and it's all there for us. And anytime we want, you take a piece of somebody. Somebody makes something that big for that long. You you, you can, it, it, it's, a, it's on the continuum you take a piece of it if you want, and you go forward. And the best show will go forward. We'll be back next week. Half Hour Power will start in five minutes. So call 201-332-3484. So uh, thanks to everybody who listened. Get your tickets to see Sharpling and Worcester live in Durham. Go to Stereolaughs.com slash tour. Saturday, February 27th, Durham, North Carolina at MotorCo. Tickets are selling. Do not miss out. And we will be back next week. Mutants unite. Right, Mike? Yes. You fired up? Fired up. You you polishing your spurs out there? Yeah. Oh, God. The Spurs. I'm tired of this Western thing already. I I started it, and I want to stop it now. All right. We'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Call 201-332-3484 to be a part of the Half Hour Power. And rest in peace, David Bowie. Time, he's waiting in the wings He speaks of senseless things His script is you and me Boy, time, he flexes like a whore 
falls wanking to the floor His trick is you and me Boy, 